Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Smart and Safe Small Business Podcast. I am Alex Oxford, and I am here with Hanson Tong, who is a attorney who specializes in tech, e-commerce, data privacy, and digital media. He focuses on transactional work with clients, and he works with startups, bootstrap businesses like Tax Valet, that's us, e-commerce retailers, and software and technology companies. He specializes at the intersection of tech and legal, bringing responsive, high-quality legal representation at affordable rates. Hello, Hanson. So nice hey. to see you. Hey, Alex. How are you? Um, thanks for having me. This podcast is awesome. I've listened to a couple of your other ones, and I'm so glad that you're having me on. And so excited to have you on because we have worked with you intimately in the past and you definitely know your stuff. So happy to uh, uh, help share, spread the mirth, so they say. So tell me, Hanson, who is your ideal client? So basically I work with a lot of online businesses. Um, a majority of my clients are e-commerce e businesses, service-based businesses, somebody who has an online presence that does some type of commercial transaction online. So mostly, generally speaking, it's people who sell things online or sell services online. And tell me, what is one specific problem that you help your clients solve? So I know you work with a ton of e-commerce businesses. So Alex, I think one of the biggest issues that I see currently within my client pool is issues with photographs, either product photos or photographs of people doing services or performing some type of um, you know, video or content, right? And so photographs are kind of what market your products to your viewers, right? They hit your website. If you have a mobile application, um, they see that first, right? So one thing that occurs a lot in e-commerce, either whether you're selling on Amazon, maybe Etsy, maybe you have your own website, is that people will come onto your website and rip your content. So if you're stealing a product or you're selling a product, and they steal that content, you might have paid a photographer money, obviously, or you might have taken time out of your own day to record and take those photos or, or take that video, right? So the question is, when somebody rips you off, what can you really do about that? And so today I wanted to really delve into that with you, Alex. So tell me, what is a, the typical symptom that people are experiencing when it comes to online photo theft? Yeah, so a lot of times my clients say like, hey, you know, I'm selling this product on Amazon. Let's say it's one of those new massager guns, right? Those are pretty popular right now. And so sometimes they, they say, hey, I'm selling this massage gun, um, but I have a competitor. Um, I'm doing more, having more sales than them, but they have stolen basically all my product descriptions and my product photos. And then they put up a similar site to them maybe even use verbatim content and they don't do any work, right? And then they start stealing some of your business. And so there's a lot of issues that come up immediately when that happens, right? Because number one, you're losing money. Number two, they might be hurting your brand because you're saying like, hey, people are getting confused going to their site or your site. And then number three, uh, eventually you might get banned for some reason because Amazon might get confused and think that you're actually stealing their content or something like that, right? So generally speaking, the best way to protect yourself from having somebody steal your, your photographs or other marketing materials or content online is to copyright it, right? And a lot of times my clients come to me and say like, hey, well, do I have to copyright each piece of content, each photo? And specifically with photos, you don't have to do that, right? So if you're, you have a clothing store or we use the example of a massage gun again, 
you probably have a compilation of photos, meaning a collection of all the pieces of photography that you're gonna display either on your website, on your online store, uh, via Amazon, maybe on different landing pages or ad banners, uh, such things such like that, right? So what you do is that for a really small fee, right? It's about $50. You can copyright a collection of up to 750 photos um, with the US Copyright Office. And it's really simple. You go online, you create an account. It's about three pages um, of worth of forms that you check. You kind of um, type in your information, provide the additional details, and then you make that payment. And once you have that in hand, right, your photos will be registered with the US Copyright Office. And sometimes my clients ask me like, hey, why is that important? And here's the reason why it's important, because there's two things that occur once you have a collection or any piece of content copyrighted, right? Number one is that you're able to get statutory damages from anybody who steals your content. So let's say, going back to that example with the shoulder massage gun, right? Um, if somebody steals that picture, right, you could have up to $150,000 worth of damages um, against that party who stole it, right? Obviously, it might not be that high, but the one thing that statutory damages allow for is that damages are presumed, meaning that if you had not copyrighted the photo, right, you would have to prove the value of that photo. So like if somebody stole it, they would say like, well, generally the license fee for this photo is 50 bucks or something like that, right? Um, and you would have to go out and prove that. But with statutory damages, you don't have to prove that. So what you would say once you saw somebody who stole your photo is that, hey, let's say statutory damages are up to 150K, you owe me X immediately. And if anybody has a good lawyer um, on their side, they would probably tell you to settle immediately because those statutory damages are so high. So that's one really good way to really protect your intellectual property. Um, you know, it takes time to create good content. It takes time to create good and professional product photos, right? And so you shouldn't allow other people to kind of profit off that work for free. Absolutely. So what are some mistakes that people make when they try to go and do this on their own? So some common mistakes are, even though the form is short, it can be confusing. I don't know if you've ever tried to go to the DMV or something like that. Things that are sales, really or do simple. Sales tax. Yeah, or do sales. Exactly, right? That's why we have Alex here. That's same type of thing, right? So the one thing that really can occur is that the forms can, there, there are some nuances to the forms, right? For example, when you're copywriting a collection, um, they can only be either all published or un, all unpublished photos, right? So you can't have a mix of the two. If you have a mix of the two, the registration won't go through, right? So there's these nuances that can occur, right, um, that are important. Another thing to keep in mind is that when you copyright something, such as a photo, there is a time limit. It has to be done in a timely fashion, meaning that they have to be done prior to publication or within 90 days of publication, right? So there is a time frame for you to do certain things. So those are the types of nuances that my clients ask a lot, right? But the main takeaway I would say is that if you spend a lot of time, especially if you spend a lot of time and money on your products in photography, right? The marketing materials for it. It's really not that big of an investment, even if you do it for yourself and just go to the US Copyright Office and just get it protected because it will, it will be really difficult or more difficult 
if you don't have that copyright in place or that registration in place for that copyright and you try to go after somebody for stealing your photos. Absolutely. So uh, we talked about the free action item of going and looking mm -hmm. into registering a collection or uh, maybe just one photo. Tell me, uh, where can listeners go for more information? What resource would you direct them to? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a blog post about this at TOSlawyer.com um, that I'll put up. And I believe, Alex, we've talked about it. You'll link it to the podcast. So we'll get some good SEO action going to <laughs> a good absolutely. backlink. Um, but yeah, so you can come to my website, check it out. Um, obviously, it's pretty straightforward. It's not really rocket science. Um, the copyright registration was really made um, for people to do on their own. Um, so if you have questions, feel free to reach out through the website um, and through the contact me box. And I'd be happy to answer your questions with regards to this. Awesome. So last question, Hanson. What's one question that I should have asked you that would be of great value to the listeners that I didn't? And the answer as well, please. Okay. So I think on the flip side of this, right, I have a lot of clients that come to me and say, hey, I've taken somebody's photo or like, I'm just starting my store. Uh, can I just grab the Google image search photos and post them on my website? And so I think the flip side of that is also very important to address, right? Um, when those things occur, when you take, just because something's on Google search, right? Uh, Google image search. And you say like, let's say I want shoulder massage gun again. And you take that image and put it on your site. You are committing copyright infringement. Now, if the copyright's not registered, right? Your damages might be lower, but either way, um, somebody can come to you, the owner of that photo and say, hey, you owe me money for violating my copyrights, right? And the really big problem is, is that nowadays, there are reverse image search engines that will basically go through the web and search all the sites and find exactly where those photos are. And there's even companies that literally plant photos online for people to steal that are registered <laughs> and then, and then hire like these uh, dial a lawyers to sue them for it. And, and they don't really sue them, but what they do is write them a demand letter, scare the crap out of them and ask them for, you know, $10,000. Generally, they settle for a couple thousands of dollars, like maybe one to two K. But that's still, if you think about it, a lot for your use of one photo or two photos on your website. So what I would, um, you know, tell your listeners to do or advise them to do generally is that when you're creating a website and you're selling a product, right? If you can't afford to get professionally done photos specifically for your product, just go to stock photo website. There are plenty of them out there. Um, there's really cheap licenses out there. You know, I've seen licenses as low as like two to $5 per photo and spend that uh, 20 to $50 and get those stock photos just so you can populate your website. Um, and then hopefully you can get enough sales to then pay for your own photogra photographs because uh, at some point somebody might come knocking and it will be very expensive and you could have just saved a lot of that pain if you had just, you know, paid the, 20 to $50 up front for some stock photography. Well, you heard it here first from Hanson. Stock photos, stealing stock photos, not even once. Don't do it. You will regret it at some point in the future. Thank you so much for spending time with us, Hanson. We will have a link to the blog post and also the other resources that Hanson mentioned in the description below and on our blog post for this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, have a great day.